Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis, and this is the Squiggly Careers podcast. This episode is one of our special series of short conversations that we've had with this year's LinkedIn changemakers that we're also really proud to be part of. Each of the people that we speak to is pioneering such important change in the world of work, making a difference in areas like quality, mental health and sustainability. We're really looking forward to learning more about how they've made change happen, their hopes for the future and how we can all get involved. Today you'll be hearing my conversation with Layla Ajaralu. Layla is champion change in sustainability and that's an area that we know our community are really interested to learn more about. Layla is so passionate about the topic, absolutely lives and breathes this day in day out herself as well as teaching other people including myself later this year how we can all think a bit more about sustainability in terms of the practices that we have in our businesses and in our personal lives and she's also got so many helpful resources that are mainly free that you can access and we've included links to all of those in our show notes. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation today and I'll be back at the end to let you know how you can learn more and who else you can hear from as part of this special series. I'd love it if we could start our conversation today with you just summarising for our listeners the change that you're really passionate about and pioneering, and then we'll dive into all the details because I know this is a conversation our listeners are going to be really fascinated about. Sure. Well, the kind of high-level change that I want to see is that we figure out how to live sustainably on the planet so that we can get to a point where we're regenerative as a species, meaning we give back more than we take, because we all know for a long time we've just been take, 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 make, 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 waste, 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 and that's caused, well, a lot of problems for us. But also it kind of strikes me as the next big challenge that we have as a species is figuring out how to not only do the right thing and make sure that our actions are not having unintended negative consequences on all the systems around us that sustain life on Earth, but also that we're like, use our smarts to do something good, right? To give back more than we take. So that's the end goal. And the pathway to that is obviously techniques such as the circular economy and how we can get our businesses and individuals basically not necessarily caring about the planet, but just essentially motivated to see this change that's already underway. And I think that there are so many opportunities for us as individuals and as professionals to essentially help design a future that works better than today. And that's my big goal is to give people the tools, resources, and motivation to help be a part of that rather than perhaps in the past when we thought we'll leave it to somebody else to do that dirty work. When really, instead of seeing it like that, we can see it as an amazing opportunity for innovation and creativity, and that we can use these parameters that we're seeing in front of us to actually drive amazing changes for the way we work, the way we live, and ultimately the way we value this beautiful planet we all share. 
when you are looking at these systems, which is never what you would design now if you were starting from scratch, but is what we are all used to living with, how do you even begin to approach unraveling these systems? How do you take your expertise as a designer and a scientist and in the work that you do? Because it's, I think, it gets overwhelming really quickly, right? It is overwhelming and also it's just a big, exciting challenge to unravel. I mean, to be honest, I always see that anything worth doing requires work because otherwise it would have already been done before us. And so when it comes to these challenges and redesigning all the systems around us, be it products or businesses or energy systems, yes, of course it requires work and innovation and scientific discovery and international negotiations it requires a, a changing of the guard, a paradigm shift, all of these things. And of course, you could choose to see them as overwhelming, scary, and all of the negative frames. But ultimately, humans are in control of the way they perceive the world. That's the one thing we have agency over, is how we choose to perceive the challenges that are put in front of us. And for sure, when five countries at the same time are burning, literally, right, when we are losing tens of thousands of hectares of natural environment every single day because of wildfires exacerbated by changing climate and terrible land management policies, you know, and we are in the eye of the storm. Yes, I understand that perhaps a glass of whiskey and a good, you know, old ball your eyes out and feel a bit overwhelmed might be in order. But, you know, once you've gotten over that, you have to take action. You have to see that we have agencies, individuals, no matter who we are and where we live on the planet, to take some sort of um, responsibility for not only our own choices, but the role that we play as a, in the societies that we live in. And so if you go to work every day and are frustrated by the lack of action, that's partly your responsibility. If you buy into products that you know are damaging, you are essentially fueling that system, then we are all part of that. And so we have some sorts of immediate agency that we can take. And what I mean by that is agency is the ability to see that you have power to exert some sort of influence on the world around you. And trust me, no matter how poor or young or old or shy you are, you have agency. And for me, the power of that is perception. So seeing that we all contribute to the future through the actions we take today, for sure, if we end up with two degrees or five degrees of warming, or we end up with another you know, seven trillion pieces of plastic in the ocean, ultimately that does come down to macro decisions from government and industry, but partly that's a reflection of our micro actions as participants in the economy. And it, that's the thing that I really love to try and remind people of is you have the choice about your own agency. And yes, you as one individual probably cannot change the entire world, right? Like, let's be honest, we can't, change the entire system, but we are part of that system that we have the ability to influence and affect and, and make change and, and try different tactics and do different things that help create a different outcome. And so I was looking at all the work that you've done in, in so many different areas. And I just wondered if all the different areas that you have kind of worked in and spent time on, is there one or two things that you feel particularly proud of in terms of the change that you've been able to make? I just thought people might be really interested in a few examples of the sorts of work that you've done over the past 10 years in particular. Well, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say I'm very proud of the Unschool, which is my experimental knowledge lab for adults, um, the Unschool of Disruptive Design. And before COVID, we ran experiential programs all over the world, a lot in emerging economies that combined different 
skills and, and ideas and people to kind of create these really hyper interactive seven day brain exploding learning experiences. But I think just one other thing I'm proud of, I think is, is, um, you know, like I know that your listeners are really interested in career and perhaps also disrupting their own career paths. And I love this concept of the squiggly career. I would say that I've had the erratic multidimensional career where even when someone says to me today, like, what do you do? I'm always like, which thing do I say? Like, <laughs> you know, like and I'm proud. I mean, I most recently we learned how to be a farmer. I regenerated a farm in rural Portugal, learning how natural systems worked and created an organic farm. For me, that was a great learning experience. I wanted to know how nature solved problems. I wanted to understand regeneration and the hands-on way. And I made so many mistakes in that process, just as I have been with any of my entrepreneurial activities. And every time I made a big F up, it was in those moments right after where I had the most profound learning, like, oh, right. And that is why experience and why I try to make experiential products like the idea is is that they give people the agency to have experiences like this is another product I made a long time ago it's a little card game to be used in education that basically presents a bunch of design problems such as electronic waste being a major contributor to toxins in the environment and then some of the tools that you could apply and then the challenge of doing it and so kids love solving this right I'm always surprised at the solutions kids come up with compared to the adults who are all rigid and their minds are all a bit, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Like, if I hear one other person say that's just the way it is in my life, I swear to God, I'm going to have an absolute tantrum right in front of it because it's not the way it is. It's the way. It's only the way it is because we replicate it. That product led to this ideation toolkit called Designer Size, which I created because I was like, well, these people keep saying they're not creative, but that's not true. If you cook dinner or if you dress yourself or if you go on a holiday, that's all creative. That's all using your desires and your knowledge to create something that's unique. We are all designers, right? Like we design our lives, we design our experience. So again, trying to unlock that. And I think back to the point that I made earlier, it's like all perception. You know, if we see these challenges as being overwhelming or unsolvable, then that is the status quo we will replicate. If we see them as being, yes, challenging, and perhaps maybe not figured out yet, which is definitely the case, then I think if you change the perception and see that, you know, all problems hold their own solutions in some way, our job is then to be the, the discoverer in whatever way we can of what those solutions are. And I feel really passionate about helping people unlock that. And so I guess to answer your question, the, 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 I would say that I'm most proud of being able to share knowledge with people in ways that gives them the agency to see the world differently. And I have seen that happen and been privileged enough to hear from people one month, 10 years after we've done a workshop, how my enthusiastic contribution (laughs) in that moment changed their perception and helped people see the world differently and be excited about living in it and contributing to it being better for all of us. And I'm interested to know, you must have tough days and tough moments in, in the world that you work in where... There is still, you know, you are trying to make really significant changes and there is still a long way to go. And you talk very optimistically and positively. You know, that clearly is how you, the lens that you look through the world, which must help you to do your work. But I just wondered whether there are any particular role models that you have that just really have really inspired you through your career. And also, what do you do on those days where you're feeling a bit down? 
and that it is feeling hard? What helps you to keep going? Hmm. So first off, one person I have always been phenomenally inspired by is Buckminster Fuller, who is like a polymer designer, he's a designer. And he was like basically one of the first designers to be like, oh, FYI, everybody, design rules the world and we can use it to create a better world. And he had incredibly forward thinking, kind of wacky designs and solutions and ideas. And he ended up becoming quite famous in the 1970s. And, and he makes statements like, there's nothing in a caterpillar that tells you it will be a butterfly, which to me like is so profound because it's like everything has the possibility to be something else. Um, so I feel like, you know, when I'm having a crappy, the world is doomed day, which of course, like everybody I do, I usually let myself feel all of the range of emotions that that brings on. And, you know, I try to find the things that in those moments give me hope. And, you know, I can think of a number of things such as the magic and wonderment of nature and the fact that being alive for whatever crap we have to deal with is still absolutely infinitely impossible to imagine how it happened anyway. (laughs) So it's got all of the makings of possibility and that nothing is defined. Of course, yes, I feel crappy about the fact that half of the world is literally burning and that politicians are very narrow-minded when it comes to the urgency and action that needs to happen because they've got best interests, et cetera, et cetera. But I also think, you know what? None of it's written yet. You know, we're all part of the journey and we're all writing it together. And so, um, and to say, I also want to say I'm a big fan of Donella Meadows, who is a woman who, you know, was involved in the 1970s in a lot of the environmental awareness raising that happened then. But specifically, she was one of the leading systems thinkers and she wrote books and really phenomenally helped contribute to this field that I think is one of the most fundamentally important areas of knowledge and education, which is to be able to think in systems, which is seeing the whole before the parts and knowing that whatever part or individual isolated component, it is part of that bigger system, but that an electricity system versus a cultural system or even a natural system can be understood for its dynamics and its delays and its feedbacks. And then we can work within those systems. And so she, her work has fundamentally influenced everything that I've done. And I find that had I not discovered systems thinking, I probably wouldn't be able to flip the script on my own negative thoughts and be able to see that other side of the system um, and be able to navigate my way through that complex maze of of feeling overwhelmed and and finding the hope and possibility in, in every situation. And we always ask all of our guests this, but I think particularly pertinent actually following today's conversation, we're always really interested to know Is there any career advice that you would give to people? I think probably today, particularly based on people who are thinking, I want to do more purposeful work. I want to do, whether it's work, particularly in an area of sustainability, or just feel like they are having a more positive impact through the work that they're doing. First thing I would say is don't quit your job. (laughs) Fair enough, yeah, yeah. I always make a joke that the unschool is the school for quitters. Because most people who come to the unschool are in a career transition or a career pivoting moment, and they're looking for additional information to help them navigate that. And I'm making this with a tongue in cheek joke, right? Like I say that because a lot of the time I have had conversations with people after they've done a workshop or listened to one of my keynotes or read one of my handbooks, and they're like, oh my God, I quit my job and I want to work in sustainability. I'm like, no, 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 no. Sustainability needs to happen everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. So before you quit, which is fine, if you choose to do that, go ahead. But just before, 
see if you can rustle some feathers and disrupt the system that you're within. Because if all the good people who care about things quit their jobs and those the cultural changes that happen within that organization, then those organizations don't change. Organizations are a product of the individuals within them and they replicate behaviors. And so you can disrupt that by choosing to have some sort of either overt or covert influence on the way your organization is working. On the free resources, I did just develop this three-dimensional sustainability and business framework, which is about operational product and experiential decisions that companies make. And there's a free toolkit, which is quite extensive, that includes an assessment of where your organization's at, and then a pathway to help you direct that as, and it's designed for individuals within any organization to help figure out how to reflect and benchmark on your industry, what's going on, where you sit, so that you can get a kind of snapshot perspective and then create a change pathway. And that actually is part of a bigger body of, of online. We have sprints you can do in four weeks as teams. We have like really in-depth masterclasses. I've created a lot of content to try and help individuals, especially within the industries that are like not kind of figure out how to create the right positive agitation and knowledge sharing. Because for me, like the benchmarking is critical. Like the amount of times an organization, all I have to do is show three other agents in their industry, well, here are the three best performers in sustainability. And they're like, ooh, I want to be like them. (laughs) It's not about like, is it the right thing to do or how much does it cost? It's like competitive. And so they're suddenly like, oh, those guys did that. Okay, we're going to do that. And so those types of tools are really helpful. And, and of course, as an individual, you can change your immediate actions, but really the biggest influence you can have in your workplace is helping to create cultural change towards understanding sustainability is not an add-on. It's not some fluffy, feel-good, tick-the-box marketing ploy to get people to buy more of your stuff. It is literally the future of how we operate and how we deliver goods and services into the economy. And that's not just because I'm passionate about it. It's because we have limitations in resources and how much waste we can produce. And climate change, for example, will affect how we produce um, natural materials or how effective we are at dealing with waste streams. So, you know, there's a lot of change underway. And so, if you can find the motivation to spend a bit of time each day of your workday or maybe just half a day a week figuring out how to connect with colleagues who are also interested in the same, you know, alliances, very useful. Or as I said, benchmarking within your industry or within your sector, I guarantee you there are other people within your organization who care. Or if not within your organization, within your industry. And nearly every industry has industry associations and other governing bodies that help to direct the future of that industry. So I know, for example, the design industry, especially here in the UK, the industry bodies are like, okay, guys, it's really important now that we really change the value position of the design industry. We need to basically design for systemic change in be the products or services, et cetera, et cetera. And that's been a slow process to see that happen, but it's happening. And I think we're seeing that happen in the finance sector with ESG, that's environmental social governance reporting. So yeah, find what we call in change theory, the bright spots, and figure out what they've been doing and use the light that sheds on that to help illuminate what the pathway ahead for yourself. And then if that doesn't work, quit your job. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thank you for listening to today's special episode of the Squiggly Careers Changemakers podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the work that Layla is doing, as a reminder, you can find all of the links in today's show notes. And don't forget, you can listen to our other short conversations with LinkedIn changemakers, including people like Martin Sibley, who discusses disability equality with Helen. And you'll find those wherever you found this podcast. So thanks again for listening. We'll be back with you again soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.